Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Welcome, everyone, to the new Replenish Me show on the Life Coach Radio Network. My name is Cordelia Gaffar, and I am the founder of Workout Around My Day, I help women to sweet talk themselves to calm. And I do that in four ways. I show them how to build a nurturing sanctuary, how to energize themselves with movement, and how to create a happy bubble with sweet talk. And today I will share the fourth part of self-care, and self-nurturing, which is the spiritual side. And with my guest, Kamaya, she'll explain to us how our sexuality is a healing and a portal for us to have a spiritual experience in our physical bodies. Before I welcome her to the show, let me tell you the meaning of her beautiful name. Kamaya actually means alchemy and purpose, and she promotes willful self-elevation, empowerment, and wholeness. It encourages the balancing of the feminine and the masculine, the deep waters of the introspective work, and the blue flame of action-taking. Kamaya is a well of creative and holistic nourishment that serves to guide you in developing your own personal alchemy kit that works perfectly for you and your journey. It's often said that we give what we once needed and wanted for ourselves as well as what we still need and also want. It is also said that we give to others what we feel that we were blessed to receive. I would say both are true And the purpose of Kamaya is to both provide what was missing as well as what I was blessed enough to receive. Welcome to the show, Kamaya. Thank you. And hello. Thank you for that really lovely introduction. I I really appreciate you being here. It's such an honor. I know that it's early morning there in the Gold Coast of Australia for you. Is that right? Yeah, well, it's about 9 a.m. now, so this is really such an amazing way to really step into my day, so I'm so overjoyed to be here. Yes, so I am really curious. You know, we we met online because our messages were so aligned, Mm. and what I liked about you the most was that you, um, you really... Um, embody the spiritual side and yeah. with particularly with the, the feminine so well and that's how we started 
our conversations about healing, right? And we started talking about your healing story. So maybe let's a little bit talk about your healing story um, surrounding um, food and nourishment, because that's what we always think of, right? Human beings Mm. were like, oh, we heal ourselves with food, right? For sure. uh, sure. I mean, it is the fuel that our body runs on. And, you know, it is our primary source of energy, especially that's how we think these days. Like, without food, we don't have the correct energy. And so I began to look at it as though if you were running a car and you have a diesel car, you don't put petrol because the car's just not going to run very well. And um, I really began to feel into what I was consuming and feeling connected with the foods I was putting into my body. And this journey just really brought up a lot of knowledge in my path. And I started to realize that certain foods were lowering my vibration. They were, they were not giving me the energy. In fact, certain foods were taking my energy away. And so that was my, my beginning. Um, and for me, how it happened was I, I went into a pescatarian. So I, I was eating fish. And then I went more into just simply a, a plant-based diet. And I found that that was really where deep shifting levels of healing began for me. Um, but even before I went there, just adding much more plants and fruits into my diet and, and reducing the amount of uh, over-processed foods in my diet really transformed me. Yeah, it's it's very key to, I like the word you used um, when you said vibration, because, mm. um, right, especially with a plant-based diet, because we um, automatically assume that it's, you know, a vegetable or a fruit, so it's good for us, but it matters Mm -hmm. how it was uh, planted, the soil, Mm -hmm. and all that goes into the actual vibration of the food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. And, yeah, I I love the saying that, um, well, the theory of, or the lifestyle of trying to make sure that you eat your food as close to its source as possible. So, you know, whether you can go to farmer's markets or those kind of things, then you're getting your food even closer to the source. And if not, then eating less processed foods, is still a, a massive jump from what the majority of the population, um, with even like the standard American diet, you know, it's a big leap anyway. So, Everyone gets their steps in their time, I believe. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit of your story. It sounds like you have more of a British accent, although you're in Australia. How are you Mm -hmm. there? (laughs) Uh, So um, I, I graduated from university in 2016, and, uh, yeah, I graduated quite long after my peers because I, I took some time out prior to uni and again afterwards. And that's when I, well, during my time at uni and through my education, I began to have this deep awareness of my own ability to heal myself with 
with looking at the food I was eating, you know, meditative practices, all these different integrated methods of healing thyself. And during that time, it was, you know, chaos. And after that, I decided that I was going to travel. I was going to take time out of um, the norm. What happens after uni is going to jobs or this, that, the other, and decided that I needed space away from everything to know what was within me when everything that was usually around me was different. I wanted to know who I was without everything that I had grown up around and all of that. And so I left England and made my way to Australia. I also uh, did a mini tour around Southeast Asia, if you will. Um, and I was drawn back to Australia uh, to be with my partner, Ben Melo. Very nice. Mm. And, um, and in that journey um, mm -hmm. around Asia, did you learn any, did you pick up anything um, about meditation or food or? Mm, for sure. I mean, I actually, the first time I began my meditation practice, I was 15 years old. And mm. I, I found a book on yoga. My dad always had these books that just, glowed to me out of the bookshelf at the right time and these are things that he didn't even necessarily practice himself however mm. there were books on yoga and on the comedic diet so that's where my knowledge really stems from like these little inklings that my my dad would have in our home however when you I left home at 18 and you know you you come around college students and your working hospitality and you kind of forget those things and then as I began that journey I took more steps back to that knowledge and on my way actually when I was sitting on the plane to Australia well one of the three planes I, mm -hmm. um, I began listening to a Deepak Chopra meditation playlist on the aeroplane and so I would say that part of my journey began in the air you know like on the plane <laughs> and so I began that meditative experience and continued that through Australia and yes when I got to Asia when I was in Thailand actually I went to uh, a Vipassana a meditation retreat it was it was um, only a three-day one however that really did shift a lot of things in my mind and allowed so much to come up to be let go of for me to heal and so that was something that was introduced to me Vipassana whilst I was in Thailand. I see. Mm. So when, um, when did you, once you learned how to heal your body with food and then mm -hmm. in mind right with meditation when did it come up that your healing was incomplete and you needed something more? Well, it's when, so during this time, I had a lot of time to myself. I spent about four months almost alone, day in, day out, when I first got to Australia. And it gave me a lot of time and I was also out of the city I was in a suburb far from Melbourne and um, 
I spent a lot of time in the bush journaling, allowing things to rise up. And now this was a time that I had uh, recently, uh, before leaving England, I had recently ended a relationship. Or shall I say the relationship ended? And there was a lot of charge around that to do with my sexuality. There was a lot of charge around that that was emotions were deeply linked with my sexual energy. And as I was healing from this relationship and continuing to heal within myself, I really began to realize that a lot of the healing that needed to be done, okay, the food was great, the the meditation, I really realized that I needed to connect with my womb space. I needed to connect with my sexual self, my sexual energy, because it was something I had turned off. And thus I had turned off a part of myself and my connection to the divine universe, to the life force. And during that time alone, this is when those realizations began to play and, and rise. Wow, that's quite profound. So you mm. had that you had shut off a part of yourself mm. with connection to mm. the divine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that it was truly, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was yeah, I was saying it it truly was that that was the realization, um, especially as, you know, as a creative person, I also realized that, wow, as I've shut this aspect of myself off, my creativity is lacking. My imagination was running dry, you know, and that's because the, the sexual energy is the creative energy of this universe. Uh, you know, that's interesting you say that because, um, I, I I don't know if you know this, but I had recently, like this summer, I started something called the Body Soul Shift, and there are workshops mm-hmm. that I have with women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dance, and the mm-hmm. dances are all based on um, uh, like African mm-hmm. beats, Afro Caribbean beats that requires a lot yeah. of hip movement. Yes, yes, it really does. <laughs> And and one of the women in one of my workshops, she um, was a creative, but she had, you know, she was going through a divorce and had been separated mm-hmm. for a year. So mm-hmm. she um, said, like halfway through, she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just opened up that portal again, yes, you know, because I've been exactly. shut down, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Separated mm-hmm. from her spouse. So, no, yeah. no, she's not having sex, but mm-hmm. moving moving her hips that much for half an hour mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like I I'm, I'm turned back on again and it yes. wasn't the naughty the way we are like oh I'm turned on it was like like just what you just said my creativity yeah. is reawakened Switched on flowing exactly reawakened so tell me how does that happen explain that to me mm, so as I said the the sexual energy is the creative force of the universe. I mean, if we think about everything that has ever come into existence, really, it has been through sex. You know, humans, animals, plants, 
even in their own weird and wonderful way. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's been through conception of an idea and an injection with a life force and then something has been born, you know. And so within us, we hold that in, in for, for women in our, in our womb spaces, you know, and the same would go for men. And it is the creative energy. And so all that the region of the hip, we store so much emotional energy, creative energy, sexual energy in this area. And when, when we've blocked it off from our hearts or our minds, you know, when that connection, when there's a blockage between how we're functioning and how, what we're allowing to flow through us, Mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. that energy doesn't flow because somewhere for some reason we've created a block within us and I like to use the analogy of like a sieve so if you had mm-hmm. a sieve or a colander and you kept uh, pushing fruit juices through it or pasta or anything like this if you never washed it out then all the the pores in the sieve would be getting clogged right and when you want to next strain something through your sieve the energy what you want to come out the other side is not going to flow and that's the way I see our our bodies you know is we are like a sieve and if we have blockages in an energetic way spiritual way physical way then that energy that creative life force doesn't flow through us and when we begin to unblock through movement ecstatic dance many different ways to do that but when we begin to unblock then that energy begins to flow through us again yes I can see that that. Mm. so I'm going to share something Um, Mm -hmm. you know I'm Muslim so Mm -hmm. one of the things that we do before we have intercourse with our spouse is Mm -hmm. a dua or Mm -hmm. make a supplication to Allah and yes. it's to make this clear intention that mm. we are um, actually doing an act of worship, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're making a connection with the divine before mm-hmm. we actually enter into sexual intercourse. And then during, you know, it keeps our intention pure and clear mm. that you know, whatever comes of this if it's a child or if it's just a deeper connection with each other mm-hmm. um, it's for the purpose of um, of you know having a, a deeper connection with the law so mm-hmm. from you know I, I guess I'm sharing that to say that that is um, it's for me it's kind of like your analogy with the, the sieve Right, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. almost like doing the cleaning <laughs> right? yes. before yes. you get started, because um, yeah. you know so often if if you know and and clearly you know sometimes you forget, right? But when you first mm-hmm. get married, like every single time, but it, it, over time, you know, and I notice the difference, right? It's mm. like it may not be as um, intense or you know their um the communication may be off Mm -hmm. um sometimes and and 
I guess I like that analogy of the of the of the sieve because it is like a clearing. You have to make sure, for sure, our wound space is a portal because on the other end of that spectrum, I've noticed when I'm delivering my babies, right? And I've mm-hmm. had the the um, I'm grateful that I've been able to have four home births. So mm-hmm. in process, yeah, I actually felt like just as the baby was, you know. Crowning, I actually mm. felt that I was in between worlds. Wow, <laughs> that's so <Yeah>. beautiful. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I feel tingles feeling that because I can, like, at this point in my life, I can only imagine that sensation. But to hear that that it was such a spiritual moment for you too, you know, is something that, not to digress too much, but it, it's something that is, has become less heard of. And mm-hmm. so to hear that how having a healthy relationship with your sexuality and that creative life force can have such uh, a positive and beautiful impact on, on childbirth, that's just so amazing to hear, you know, because that's not a rite of passage I've experienced yet. And it's, um, it's also comforting to hear because, you know, in, in the way that many things are right now, uh, that is not a connection that, that's uh, common right now. Definitely ancestrally, it really was. Um, and so that's really beautiful and, and empowering to hear too. Yeah, so I guess from um, your studies on on mm-hmm. the sexuality and the feminine, mm-hmm. like um, what I've shared, how how do you help women to do that clearing and that cleaning um, mm-hmm. of their wounds to get rid of? Um, because I mean, let's be honest, most people they have intercourse and it's not with their spouse right so the energy of someone that may not you know have the Mm -hmm. same vibration or what they need so Mm -hmm. how do you help Mm -hmm. them clear their own space for sure um well the first way that i would help or guide any woman into clearing her room space is education and so just like you said, many people, most people now, um, it, it's not sex within um, just with their spouse. And even, you know, there's a lot of casual sex and different types of things. And so what I would say to someone is however they choose to practice their, and, and share their sexuality and share their bodies with another, to be aware of the fact that it is an energetic exchange and you know, a lot of people nowadays are aware that having negative people in their lives can bring their energy down um, if they should so let it. And so there's, there's a lot out there right now about culling toxic people from your lives, right? And so I try to relate this to women in terms of, okay, so everybody that you have a sexual interaction with, you take on their energy, regardless of whether there's uh, a membrane between you in form of protection, regardless, 
you're still taking on board that person's energy. And so it's wise to be aware of the person's energy before you interact or engage with them on a sexual level. And if you've been mindful about that, then awesome. You know, ask, ask yourself the question, is, is this worth it for this short-term pleasure? Is this the person's energy that I'm okay to take on board and all of that? And so first and foremost, it would be education, right? Letting them know that it is an energetic exchange. And um, a lot of people, this is something that they may just be coming to learn after they've already had all of these sexual experiences. And they're like, oh my God, I'm only just coming to know this. What do I do? And so that would be where we begin to look at cleansing or clearing the yoni, the womb space, you know? And so um, to allow the energy of past, whether it's past trauma, past partners, even our own um, dissociation with our sexual energy creates blockages within us. And so we want to clear that too. And we can begin with intentional journaling. You know, you can write as, as much as you would like about your intention to release all of that energy from your womb space. Um, you can also practice sage burning or burning of other sacred herbs that are cleansing, um, holding space for yourself and allowing the sage to release negative energies. Um, so yeah, those are, the, those are the first two ways that I began clearing myself when I started this journey. And um, recently, actually, while I was in the Gold Coast, I, was, I felt truly blessed to receive this um, from a lady called Jocelyn and she held a 13th rite womb cleansing ceremony and I mm. went with my I went with my one of my sisters and it was one of the most powerful experiences I have encountered and so when you receive the 13th rite you are then able to give that healing to your other sisters, to other women, you share this. It's now it's a duty for you. And it's where you gather with, the, with women. You can also do it by yourself. And you allow yourself to know that your womb is not a space for fear or death or anything like that, not a space for negativity. It's a space for creation and bringing forth new life. And... Honestly, this is probably the most powerful way of clearing the womb that I have ever experienced. Hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. So I, um, we're going to take a short break and mm-hmm. talk a little bit about um, the show that's coming up next week. Um, so people can kind of settle in and digest what we've just been talking about. And in mm. the second half, um, we'll pick it up and talk about how you were able to move on from your past relationship and begin a new healthy relationship. Amazing. Thank you. I know that was a lot to digest, so <laughs> that would be a good break. <laughs> yes. So... 
I want to welcome you, everyone, again to the Life Coach Radio Network, where we have several amazing uh, hosts every week. And next week at the same time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will have Frank McGurry's Undivided Show. So please tune in next week for that. Okay, so I just want to summarize what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And so far, we've talked about how to heal our bodies with food, with meditation, and then finally, through our sexuality. We mm-hmm. rounded out the first half by talking about an actual way to clear our wounds through mm-hmm. uh, sage burning and um, deep journaling is the, mm-hmm. the main thing that you recommend. And then um, you also now can um, do clearings for women because you've gone through the 30 rights. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. So you were able to move on from your past relationship in England and after your travels and your four months alone, you decided um, – to start a new relationship. Mm. Uh, yeah. And, well, okay. Yeah. Tell me how that all came about. It was something that I definitely fought <laughs> in the beginning because uh, when I exited the last relationship, because there was so much um, shame around the sexuality, there was so much healing to be done. And when it came to entering into this, new relationship I fought it for a long time I um I was very observant of myself and I was you know I was almost in a way like I was ignoring that I even had sexuality you know for a while I was um it 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 took a while for me to come back to terms with it so in in the beginning I was fighting it and then and then yes I I realized that this was the time for me to heal and to allow it to, to allow myself to be open to that again. Wow. So you, okay, let me um, back up a little bit. So you, had you met then when you came to Australia the first time? Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. Um, But this, I want to bring attention to the fact that you, you chose to spend time together. This is a this is a space that we a physical and mental space that we don't give ourselves usually as women. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's more of that's happening these days, but a lot of times we were hopping in and out of relationships. Yeah, but you yeah. were very intentional in starting yeah. yourself. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. And um, yeah, that's very important, and that's mm. part of the is to yeah. that um and and interestingly enough um also islamically if you get a divorce mm-hmm. um there is a, a four month period where wow. you're not supposed to yeah interestingly enough be um you know even if you end up going back to yourself because that does happen yeah. sometimes you just separate yeah. yourself and yeah. you know no contact none of that just you know, yeah. really connecting with divine. Yeah. 
then if you want to get married again, you know, then, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, can I just ask, is there time for a, a quick bathroom break or? Oh, actually, go ahead. Absolutely. I'll, I'll put on, um, I, I can put on something. So go ahead. No, I was just I was just wondering because you um had that that segment were we still rolling? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right then. I'll be right back. Okay, that's fine. So today we are with Kamaya and she is a holistic health coach. She helps women to um go through their alchemy and purpose for willful self-elevation. To connect with her on Instagram, you can go to Kamaya, and that's K-H-E-M-I-Y-A-H, or go to her website, which is also www.khemiya.com to find out how to connect with her. And she does, uh, although she's she's based in Australia, she does one-on-one coaching, and she also has um, an online course, and she'll tell you more about her offerings at the end of this show. She is often on Facebook Live with her partner, as she's talked about, um, Ben Melo, and together they, they have uh, a combined uh, spiritual practice that I think she'll tell us more about shortly. So Yes, I shall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, when you, I, I just I just want to um, to bring up you because you mentioned the word shame as far as leaving your last relationship, mm-hmm. and I know that we had started recording um, some sessions. Um, mm-hmm. We're working on a YouTube interview for part series about sexuality um, Mm -hmm. and the first piece we cover is shame Mm -hmm. and uh, and then you know and we go through all the things where I guess because we're both women of color we're specifically talking about you know how um, our our sexuality you know yes yes and and all the, the shame surrounding that, and then, mm-hmm. then you know how we're supposed to be wholesome and everything. We get married, and we almost don't want to have intercourse with our husbands, you know, mm-hmm. because there's so much shame attached to it. But mm-hmm. um, in this relationship that you entered into, once you gave way to yourself mm-hmm. and you allowed somebody else in, kind of walk us through that process. How do we get ourselves from hope? to welcoming the, our, our rightful spiritual connection in our physical body? Mm, well, for me, what happened to me along, along my journey was that I was very, I was very adamant that I would, I would check myself on higher levels, I, I wanted to make sure that before entering into that side of myself again with another person, that that we were we had a connection that was that was pure, that was open, that 
I was behaving from a space of love. And so the way that I was able to bridge that gap with myself and in my relationship was I, I had to stop looking at it from a fear-based perspective. So mm. when, when that time came around, I, I, was, I was closed off initially, right? Because these okay. emotions would come up. Even though I'd done so much work healing, the, it, it was the first time, you know, that I had experienced intimacy since my last experience. And so I froze, you know, and during, after that, sorry, when I was looking at myself and nurturing myself, I said, okay, this is because I'm coming from a place of fear, a place of mm-hmm. fear that, that, that this will happen again, a place of fear which doesn't allow room for love, you know. And so when we approach our sexual relationships from a fear-based perspective, you know, we may fear rejection, we may fear being called names, we may fear everything that society has told us about being open, being sexual beings. And so it was really about um, coming from a place of love for myself, first and foremost, and also within the space of the relationship. So realizing, you know, reminding myself that, um, sexuality and sexual energy that it is the creative force that there isn't anything wrong with it you know and and just reconnecting to that in a in a loving way in a in a pure sense of what it is and not what it's been called how we've been uh molded to see it really so you sweet talked yourself into it. <laughs> I did. I like that. Nice <laughs> <Last> plug. <laughs> but truly, that's what it was. You you're telling yourself mm-hmm. in your nurturing time, right? That mm-hmm. I'm safe. Mm-hmm. This person is the right vibration for me. Yeah. It's okay to let him into my heart space. It's okay mm-hmm. for him to hear my body. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, so essentially that, that is um, what you did. And, and clearly yeah. on the other end, as far as um, with your partner, I'm sure you, know, you had that, that, that conversation, right? Oh, yes. This is, this is what I was just about to say as well. One of the most powerful things for me to do was to have that conversation because when we don't have the conversation, we are all up in our own heads, you know? <laughs> when, when you allow it to stay within yourself, all up in your own head. And this is the thing, like for me, from my first ever sexuality, I, um, I was a very interesting teenager and I read a lot of books about nurturing the self a lot Mm. of books about sexuality all of that before I ever even wanted to engage in sex Um, Mm. and so when it came to the time when I did have my first sexual experience with my first um, ever sexual partner I we were talking about this for about three months 
prior to anything even occurred, right? And yeah. that gave me certainty. It gave me peace. It, and, and when the time came, there was no pain. I, was, I felt free, right? Yeah. And yeah. something between that changed to the partners I had after that. And then I remembered that, right, when it came to opening myself up again in my current relationship for the first time. And he also held space for me to, to share with him. He accepted what I had to say. And when I could see his vibration and also hear that he was holding space for me too, that, mm-hmm. was, that enabled me to come out of my head as well. That's beautiful. Mm. So a lot of times people talk about improving their sexual relationships with um, tantric practices or different different practices. Mm -hmm. What was that last bit? Sorry. What is your take on that? Mm. For me, um, I, yeah. So, okay. So in terms of, Tantra, um, a lot of it has been very westernized. Mm. However, if you, you know, it's, it's become, a lot of it's become very westernized and, and very uh, different to the original meanings. Um, however, yes, in, um, I believe in Hindu traditions, they have, they, they see it as sacred too. You know, and it's it's about the divine flow of energy. And I don't want to quote on it too much, um, but I know that they see it in another sacred way. However, I feel that if you are looking into Tantra, go back to the root. Go back to, you know, really do your research. Don't necessarily take on a, a Western Americanized um, view because it is very, mm, yeah, it's not the purest form and so you're not going to get the best out of it however if you do um go deep go digging and find the gold it's it's amazing and um for me particularly I feel that what what really helped me was looking more so uh back into an African standpoint of Mm. of sexuality because I I felt that as we were saying in one of our other recordings about, you know, um, how, how women of color uh, experience sexuality and, and, you know, how they're treated and so on. For me, what really helped me heal through that as well and come back to my own sexuality was to, to go back before that and to see how there were, you know, in Nigeria, they have the, the goddess Oshun and mm-hmm. she is, um, a goddess of sexual pleasure, of sensuality, unconditional love. Um, she's the conduit for source energy, love, creativity, the creative force. And like you said, with your sessions where you do the dancing, because that is so full in the African culture and because it is a part of my roots, um, for me, that is what helps me best. And so when other people are searching, I'd say if you can search and find something that you can relate to um, in many ways and it can heal you in many ways, do it. I would just really recommend that you go for the source 
and not for a, a new age or an, an excited Western perspective. I love that. I really like that you, you know, because it's so important. Everything is tainted these days, so it's very, very mm-hmm. important to go back to source. And mm-hmm. that, and I guess we're talking about the actual source of whatever tradition you want to follow. If it's, mm-hmm. you know, tantra, go and go to India and find out what really, what they really, really do, and what's the real root of that. It's, right. Exactly. Syrian source, you want to do that. Because the Islamic mm-hmm. response, go back to the actual tradition. Don't do any mm-hmm. shortcuts. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um, follow your intuition. You're like, listen to your body. Allow it to allow it to show you, allow it to move you. Because a lot of the time, it, it knows what's up you know like the, the feeling is one of the closest things to source and so allow it to guide you in that process too yes and you brought up some very important words when you were talking about unconditional mm. love mm-hmm. um, one word we talked about in the other recordings was self-forgiveness right yes 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 and release, release the burden of uh, mm-hmm. judgment. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a, that's a necessary thing to do and a powerful thing to do too. Yes, and communication with your partner for sure. So I want to use this last for you um, to share more about what it is that you offer and how people can work with you. Mm. Thank you. Um, so uh, what it is that I offer is, so I do intuitive coaching, also integrating um, NLP, so different aspects of that, timeline therapy and so on. And I, I hold space for, yes, women, but I hold space for everyone, essentially, um, to go through that process where they break free from the past, from the limiting decisions, emotions, you know, where people are able to break free from that and break through and then begin to create their alchemy kit, begin mm. to create the, the components that they need to weave and integrate into their everyday life, be it um, nutritional advice, be it uh, meditation strategies you know um, and so this is the way that I work with people in a very integrative sense to break them through from the past and show them guide them through a way to be able to create their future mm. okay mm. and I like that and right now you have a special offering right I, I, yeah. I was thing um, that I shared from your timeline. You want to tell us more about that? So, yes, I've been, um, at the moment, I've been generating a lot of, well, I've been generating content, value to give away to people, things that have helped me along my journey. And so I just created a morning ritual starter guide, um, which is available for download for free PDF on my website, as well as 
a, I believe it's a six step magic box creating mm-hmm. process. And so this is, this is something that people can create for themselves when they know how they integrate all the different tools and create this for yourself so that whenever you are in need, you're able to, to go into that box and to pull out things that are going to help you during that time. And these are three things that I'm, I'm giving away at the moment. Great. I, I hope that um, everyone can benefit from that. I know, you know, even though I'm in that space, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I like a lot of um, the things in your self-care kit. So, oh, um, oh, yeah, it's very well put together. So definitely. And they can get that by going to your website. Is that right? Yes. So that's um, Kamaya.com. Uh, and it will be under the link that says freebies. And Kamaya okay. is A-H-E-M-I-Y-A-H. Okay, and it's also in um, the proper spelling of her website and how to connect with her on Instagram um, is also in the description of this radio show. So mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who didn't get a chance to listen live, but you're listening on the replay, um, you can access, uh, you can just click on the link directly in the description. So mm-hmm. we talked about a lot of things today, and I just mm-hmm. appreciate your time and your wisdom and, um, you know, your sharing of your journey and, and some intimate details about your relationship. So um, I, I really appreciate that. Are there, yeah, are, are there any, you know, what, what would you say would be the top three things that you would like our listeners to really have gained from this conversation? Mm. I would really love people to gain awareness of the need to heal their relationship with their sexuality, their need to to create a positive perspective and relationship to that and to form their own relationship, not something that they've been taught. You know, form your own relationship with your sexual self, your sexual energy, and learn to channel it in ways that it's not just sex, so be sensual um, in cooking, in creative, in the way you dress, all different ways to be in touch with that. Um, secondly, clearing. Clearing regularly um, is extremely important and enable to move on. That is a, a massive part of the healing process. And yeah, I I feel for me personally, thirdly, communication has Mm. really and truly been, you know, one of the things that accelerates the healing process, whether you're communicating with your sisters, your tribe, your partner, um, with yourself, you know, primarily um, communicate with yourself, communicate with your partner about this topic. So those are my three top giveaways I love that and um, especially well actually I love all of those but um, where you were saying to make sure that you have a relationship with yourself Mm. Uh, and you know really do like what 
Kamaya shared with us in her story and have that quality time with yourself. If you're, if you're single and you've been single for a long time, mm-hmm. shift your perspective on that. This is mm-hmm. your time. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you would agree. Like as soon as you move inward and you're like, you know what, I'm going to really enjoy getting to know myself. Yeah. You know, that the person that is meant to be with you will come because your vibration sure. will, bring it, will bring them to you. Exactly. And allow that to empower you. And pause, right? Don't, don't just mm-hmm. rush in just like you shared right. in your story. I mean, right. you know, don't, don't like fight them off, but, you know, just take a pause and, and, mm-hmm. and take baby steps and, you know, mm-hmm. little by little allow them okay. in. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Know that you you are valuable and treat yourself as such in every way. Come from love in every way. That is my my biggest thing is that when we come from love in making decisions, in caring for ourselves, in caring for others, this is when uh, everyone wins. Absolutely. And, um, and the last piece of communication, I, I would dare um, just include that you were journaling and that was your communication with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and just because you started that relationship, you still continue to journal. I bet you have a lot more to write now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Truly, 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 truly. Um, it, it's an ongoing thing. And always allowing journaling really allows things to flow through so like you have those those blockages in the sieve anytime something rises up you can journal it and allow it to flow through and then it it no longer has to stay within you you can allow it to flow through reflect and let go you know and then you know how to assess yourself based off of this yes beautiful so Again, I, I appreciate your time. I thank you so much for being thank my you first so much. Yeah. Mm, um, I, I'm honored that you took the time out. So um, everyone, please uh, follow her on Instagram and social media and go to her website and, and treat yourself to her, her um, alchemy toolkit because I don't think it's going to be free for long, right? That's, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right, right. There, yeah, there are various different ways to work with me. Um, all the contact details are on the site under the contact. So get in touch. If you have anything you'd like to hear, feel free to email me, DM me on Instagram. I love to connect with people. This, this is a massive part of my journey because, like I said, I feel like I've been blessed enough to have people guide me along my way. And to be here, this is, this is what I'm here for, is to share that value with others. So um, with that, I'm going to close this first episode of the Replenish Me show Mm. and invite everyone to listen the second and fourth Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, for the Replenish Me show. And next week, we will have Frank Maduri um, back with Undivided and he is the first and third Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you, everyone, for being here live, and have a good evening. Thank you.